0: experience worship, true worship, experience the word bringing you wholeness, experience the warmth of fellowship, experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthouseng.org or contact us at info@lighthouseng.org. At the Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny.
1: you welcome them to this beautiful exchange service. You want to find out how their day went. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As I said praise the Lord. How was your day? I want to hear it. Awesome. Graceful. What other words? Huh? Well, Whichever way, God is a awesome God. Praise God. And we give Him praise tonight. I'm just excited in my spirit. I, I, I just, um, even in this short period that we have to preach and teach the word, I trust God that the entrance of this world will give us understanding tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And everyone watching us online, uh, welcome to our beautiful exchange service. Our topic tonight is that God wants you well. And um, we, we just, you're welcome. It's a beautiful midweek, uh, est- beautiful exchange service. And we are glad to have you join us online tonight. Uh, let's just go into the word of God together as we dig into that topic. God wants you well. Praise God. As I said, praise the Lord. Please can you say with me tonight, God wants me well, wants me well. spirit, spirit. Soul, soul, and body. God wants me well. I will live in health and wholeness all the days of my life in the name of the Lord Jesus. So that's our topic tonight. I just want to reinforce, I've mentioned this uh, since we started this in a series. In bits, but I would just want to emphasize it tonight. God wants us well. And that's just a general statement, but God wants you well. Third John, verse 2, we read as many, just give us in many translations as we can. He said, Dear friend, can you remember that song? I am a friend of God. So that's the origin of that word. Dear friend, he said, I pray that you may enjoy good health. So it's not some health. It's not something that is afasad It's not something that goes off and on. He said, good health. And that all may go well with you. Even as your soul is getting along well. I want us to sail on that a little bit. Go back to it. He said, dear friend, the first translation, that's the NIV. He said, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. As long as your soul is getting along well in the Word of God, which translates into renewal of our minds, you will live in health. Let's read on that translation. NLC says, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in your body as you are strong in spirit. So God is interested in us being well, A strong spirit, you can't compare it to anything. But a renewed soul that is aligned to the Spirit of God, you can also not compare it with anything. When things are being produced on the natural level, that renewed mind, a vigorous spirit, is producing health, vitality in the body. The next translation, as many as we can get, TPT says, beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering so it's suggesting to me that that degree to which our soul prospers in the Word of God is also the degree as to which we are healthy full of vitality Full of vigor. The next translation, please. We've read how many now? Three. This is the fourth one. The HCSB. H-S-B Bank. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm just joking. He said, Dear friend, I pray that you may prosper in every way. Oh. Come back, come back to HSBC, HCSB. Dear friend. I pray that you may prosper in every way and be in good health. Not bad health. Not managing health. He said, just as your soul prospers. The next one, Amplified Classic. He said, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well. That your body may keep well free of arthritis, free of cancer, free of migraine. He said that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prosper. Let's read one or two more Message. He said, we are the best of friends, and I pray for good fortune. So please say with me, health is a good fortune. It's a good fortune. It's a good fortune. To be healthy is better than being sick. To prosper and be well and enjoy life is better than being sick. So we can be healthy. We can be wealthy. We can be prosperous in our soul all at the same time. He said, I I pray for good fortune in everything you do and for your good health that your everyday affairs prosper as well as your soul. Please say with me tonight, I prosper, I be in health, even as my soul prospers. I live in shalom the peace of our God that passes all understanding, the state of wellness, the state of well-being where nothing is missing, where nothing is broken. I am wealthy. I am prosperous. My soul prosper in every way, in every day, everywhere I go. I prosper prosper. in Jesus' name. Let's read one more. If you still have translation. Well, old New King James faithful. It said, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You know, just reading those five, six translations, I feel like we should just go home and go and be meditating on it. You see, God wants us well. God wants us. It's not a religious cliche. That is the biblical truth. God is never glorified when his children live in pain, in distress, or in sickness. You know, there is one proverb in our own part of the world. The proverb simply says, there is no way you can walk and your head will not shake. Literal translation, if you know how to. So people believe that there is no way you can live in this world, but diseases, sickness, uh, things will just come your way. And we have songs that support that. But I'm saying tonight, that's not the design of God. And the best way to live above all those proverbial statements, is to align ourselves with what the word of God says. That scripture that we prayed with earlier on, uh, that Jeremiah uh, scripture, it says, is there not a balm in Gilead? Gilead is a mountainous mountain in Israel. And there is a particular plant that they found there. It's a rare plant. The plant has its natural perfume, but they have discovered that that plant has, you can make balm out of it. Like all these things that you call Chinese balm today, you can make balm out of it. But there's one peculiar thing about that balm. No matter the pain of any kind of sickness and diseases, that balm, when it's applied, It suits and heals out the pain. In our own uh, climb here, there is a drug. Just one drug for multi-purpose. That's exactly what that bomb is. No matter the sickness, no matter the pain. In other words, if you have boil, it's applicable. If you have cancer, it is applicable. So the Bible is comparing... The Jesus that we serve, who is the same yesterday, today and forever, is comparing him as the balm, that balm in Gilead. That balm, because it's only peculiar to that mountainous country. That particular plant that is, there is perfumed. So what people do is that they travel to go get it. And no matter, it's just like you do medical tourism. To go get that particular plan. And whenever it is applied, it suits the pain and then he heals it out completely. Glory to God. We don't have to go to Gilead today. Jesus, we can, even as we are here tonight, we can send this word, this same word. He said he sent forth his word and his word healed. We can stand in agreement here tonight. And make declaration based on Isaiah 53. And then we send it into an hospital ward in Australia. And the sick will recover from their sickness. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So this is a biblical truth. God wants you well. God wants me well. God wants us well. He said, I wish above So, it's not a religious cliche. You know, like we say, there's another one we say, uh, it is well, it is well. When we want to escape the reality of life, we say, how is it going? Ah, it is well. How well it is. And I know that your response should be, it is well. It is well. Just because we cut that out from the interaction of the prophet in the Old Testament and that servant. So, it is well. But Jesus, in reality, God himself wants us well. So you read from the old to the new, God's desire is that his people should not live in pain. Glory to God. You see, anything contrary to that becomes a wrong idea. And the truth is that any wrong idea contrary to the word of God can make someone sick. That that idea now, that there's no way you can walk without your head shaking. Some people believe that. Some people believe that there is no way you get to a certain age. That if you are beginning to get sick, they call them old age sickness. With long life, it will satisfy us. Moses, like we had or we were reminded of on Sunday... The Bible says at 120, his natural force was not abated. Let me tell you what that literally means. At 120, Moses can still produce a new Latoya. When you say natural force, you know they did it for David. They gave him one young opeke at a particular age, and David couldn't (laughs) touch that opekeke. They said, ah. Strength is gone. <laughs> he does in law. Praise God. As I praise the law. But they recorded, it was recorded on Moses, his natural force. The same thing was recorded about Joshua. There was a new challenge, and he gave them, oh, okay, Joshua. <laughs> The man was at 85, and he reminded them what happened. Caleb, no, no, is it Caleb? Caleb. He said, give me fresh challenges. It means his natural force, his sense of reasoning, at 85, it has not diminished. At 85, if he was doing like that. You know the natural thing that people do to make people get old? Around here, uh, they, there's a greeting. And then the man will now be walking as if. Oh. And the truth is that I'm still very young, but if you get to my village, people of my same age, you can't put us side by side. So if, when we believe in wrong ideas, then those wrong ideas can make us sick. Those wrong ideas can keep us sick. And those wrong ideas can make life become mystery to us. So, Joshua, in one place, he had to make a distinction one day. He said, I don't know whether you want to follow these other people's God, but he said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And somewhere in Exodus, he said, when you serve the Lord your God, he will take sickness from the midst of you. So, we must believe what the word of God says. Praise God. So, wrong ideas can make people sick. Wrong idea, we keep people sick. Wrong ideas, we produce mystery and pain. So we know from the scripture that sickness and diseases are enemies of mankind. But God did not leave us to figure these things out by ourselves. That's why he, when that something happened in that Jeremiah 9, he was asking the question, said, so why do you go after that God? Is there no balm in Gilead again? So for us today... Instead of looking elsewhere, we must look into the Word of God. Can I have an amen tonight? Amen. So, sickness and diseases, we forever, as long as we are in this Jesus story, is coming, they are enemies of mankind. Secondly, sickness and diseases, we always make slaves of family and friends. People will take turn to nurse whoever is sick. Sickness is a thief and a robber. If you have a family and sickness hits a young mother, it robs that young mother of her health, of her beauty. I mean, a person who is sick doesn't do makeup. It robs that young mother of her husband. It robs that young mother of her children because she wouldn't be able to attend to them. And so he robs the whole family of their joy, happiness, and peace, and even sometimes money that is devoted to keeping that person alive. I saw something on TikTok. I don't know how true it is, but I saw it. How augmentin, which is an antibiotic, as I mean, is no more three thousand five hundred. is in the in the realm of thousands of naira now, because it's an imported drug and the people reproducing or producing it in our nation has has, um, decided to exit. So the same thing for, uh, is it this drug that they use for asthma, Ventolin, it's the same thing. So it robs, sickness robs. Someone who is probably on a budget of X can no more be that on that budget anymore. But can we, can we see it if we can push the thing to the other side? And someone also believe in the word of God. That money, brother, sister, can be used for something else, isn't it? Yeah. That's the, what I want us to get out of it. So sickness is a thief, disease, are robbers. And Jesus said, but I have come. That they may have life, John 10:10, 10, 10, and they may have it more abundantly. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, we are looking at the fact tonight that God wants us well. Acts 10:38. We read how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Are we members of the body of Christ today? So it means we are also anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. And Jesus, as a type, he said, he went about as our model doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. It means Jesus was not tolerant of sickness and diseases. As a matter of fact, Jesus knew the root of sickness and diseases. So he calls the devil the oppressor. And then he calls himself, or God, the deliverer. So, we are the healed of the Lord, expected by heaven to be healing those who are sick. Can I have an amen to that? That's a good place to say an amen. So, Sickness and diseases are never God's will. I repeat again, sickness and diseases are never God's will. Acts 38 says that. How God, it means God was so interested in this, I mean, taking sickness and diseases away in the midst of us that when he sent Jesus, when Jesus here, he became like a model who demonstrated that fact. He said, how God anointed him. With the Holy Spirit and with power. And then he went about. He went about doing good. I don't think inflicting people with sickness is good. It must be that healing is good. Praise God. So health and healing are his will. Can you say with me tonight? Health and healing healing. are are the will of God. Or is the will of God for my life? Health and healing is the will of God for my life. Wholeness, vigor, strength is God's will for my life. Can we quickly read again Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5? You know, if you know the truth, the truth we set us free. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Let's quickly read. I have some couple of scripture to remind us again. Surely, in other words, with certainty, with no higher tower of doubt, with doubt contradiction—that's what that word "surely" means. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrow. So yet we esteemed him speaking, smitten by God, and afflicted. Number five is four and five that I want us to read. Number five says, but, but, let's assume that this is sickness and diseases. So I took it from Minister Kenny. Does he still have this? Does he imagine that he still has this? No, he, can't, he doesn't belong to, he's not in his bosom anymore. So Jesus, he may not have been able to recognize that. That's what verse, that verse 3 and 4 says. I, no, read verse 4 for me. I want to pick up a uh, uh, truth here. He said, yet we are streaking, smitten by God and afflicted. He may not have realized that, but he doesn't have this phone anymore. Who has this phone now? You know, I can, have, you can, I can walk away with this phone. Does he still have it? He doesn't. But see, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, in other words, there is no body on him anymore. I'm the one carrying this burden. If this is a Lord, I would have demonstrated it with cheer, but for the sake of people online, I would just have asked him. I'm carried him. I carried it. Jesus is only even carrying that pain anymore. Because by reason of the work of redemption, I mean, the power of the devil is completely broken forever. Praise God. Jesus is not carrying sickness and diseases in heaven. As we speak, no, he's not. The Holy thing he's doing is interceding for us. And what is his intercession? Ephesians 1, 5, uh, 17, that our hearts will be flooded with this truth. He said, as we are, so are they in this world. So, our eyes must see this truth. He said that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, we give unto us. We give unto us. So, he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, a chastisement that has brought us peace has been laid upon him, and by his stripes, we are healed. Matthew 8, 17. So, you, have, you don't have... It back, but I just give you blessing. I gave you health instead of sickness. Praise God. He said that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken. So in the New Testament, Jesus demonstrated it for us. They said, when the evening came, they brought out from all the and you you read the scriptures in, in, in certain places. The word Decapolis is used. Decapolis means 10 surrounding cities. Decapolis means more uh, cosmopolitan ten cities around. They brought people who were sick. And the Bible says he healed them all. And he said that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, which we read, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. 1 Peter 2.24, I mean, we need to have this. No matter what people are saying in our world, Jesus heals. Jesus delivers from sin. Jesus heals from sickness. Jesus delivers from poverty. It's in the complete walk of redemption. Praise God. 1 Peter 2, 224, 2.24, the Bible says, He himself bore our sins. And then in his body on the cross, that we might be, die to sin and live for righteousness by his wound. So he bore our sins, the same blood, the same sacrifice, the same work of redemption that took care of our sin, also took care of our sickness and diseases. Praise God. And Galatians three, thirteen and 14, Paul writing it later. Say, Christ, Christ, Christ is the one who paid the price. Christ has redeemed us, 13.14. I love this translation. He has redeemed us from that self-defeating cursed life by absorbing it completely into himself. He said, do you remember the scripture that says curse is everyone who hangs on a tree? That so this is what happened when Jesus was nailed to the cross. He became a curse and at the same time dissolved. Dissolved. I know there are services today that people are dissolving curses. No, Jesus did it in his own wounds and for all sacrifices. He dissolved it. When you dissolve something, it means, for those of us who are chemistry students, it means that particular component or whatever it is that makes up that thing is completely gone. If you are going to do anything concerning that experiment again, you have to provide fresh things. Fresh things for it. I don't know the names, but I know what you know what I'm talking about. If I mix something and it changes the color, if I want to... Reagents, that's what it's called. I have to produce a new set of things to be able to. But Jesus dissolved the cause. The cause of sin. The cause of sickness. The cause of diseases. It means the impact those things are supposed to have on our lives, it was nailed to the cross. Verse 14 now says, and now, and now, this day, the day of the New Testament, because of that nailing into the cross, dissolving the cross, it says the hair is now clear. And we can see that Abraham's blessings is present. Eh? And available for who? Ah! No Jews, you and I. We are victorious. Yeah, we are victorious. Praise God. I said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So now, because Galatians three fourteen say because of that the hear is clear, and we can see that Abraham's blessing is present and available for non Jews too. He says, "Go back, go back to message translation, please." He says, "Message, message." He says, "For non Jews too, we are all able to receive God's life, His Spirit in and within with us by believing." So we can't take on to those wrong ideas. That sickness is normal. Please say with me tonight, sickness is abnormal. Health is normal. Health is supernaturally normal. Health is supernaturally natural normal. Praise God. Praise God. So sickness is a cause. Sickness is never of love. Sickness is a cause. In Psalm one forty seven, verse three. Psalm one forty seven, verse three. I think it was also mentioned during the prayer meeting. Psalm one forty seven. He said he heals. So God doesn't hard burden to the broken hearted. God doesn't have thoughts to their injuries. Can you see from these scriptures? He heals the heart broken, heart broken. And bandages their wounds. Ah, can you see how God's love is? You know, sometimes a wounded soldier, people trample on them. But God, he's the broken hearted. He binds up their wounds. In other words, curing their pains and their sorrows. You know the word pain, the word sorrow, the word griefs means sickness and diseases. Praise God. Praise God. I reached out to someone today who just loved a, lost a loved one. Just four scriptures. Because he told me yesterday that it's very painful. You know, those, the death of a loved one, that all of a sudden, the whole thing happened within five days. So I was just thinking about the person today, and four scripture just prompted up in my heart. So I just typed the scripture out and I sent it. He said, ah, I even thought that he didn't get it. But after 10 minutes, he said, Pastor, thank you. These four scriptures, he said, especially number two, has resolved the issue for me. You know, that, that's how God's word is. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up people's wounds. Curing their pains and their sorrow. So, in this psalm, you discover that redemption reality is the heartbeat of Christianity. You must know what the word of God is saying. You must understand what is due to us today so that we can take advantage of it. Ignorance, even in the natural world, they said it's not an excuse in the Lord. And even the Bible talks about it for my. He said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Proverbs 19:2 says, For a soul to be without knowledge, it is not good. So our redemption realities, that's the heartbeat. That's why we talk the way we are talking. Our redemption reality. And what does that say? It's in it's in twofold. Talking about the works of Jesus on the heart. Number one, Jesus came on a, a revelational mission. To reveal to us what that means me, to reveal to us who God is. That's why Jesus came. God is love. God is faithful. God is holy. God is just. So Jesus came to reveal. Because in the Old Testament, you said they would tell Moses, Go, whatever he tells you, we will do. They won't do. So they think of him largely as a God of judgment. But Jesus came to show that path. He's a God of judgment, but he's also a God of love. Or he's more of love than judgment. Praise God. As I said, praise the Lord. So, revelation of mission. That's why Jesus came. But the other dimension of his coming is that redemption mission. Or redemptive mission. In other words, to redeem mankind. Because man lost it in Genesis. To redeem us out of satan's power and dominion and if something is within the power of satan and dominion is that cause sin, sickness and poverty praise god so two things he came revelatory it was revelatory told we we can see the father the bible talking about he is that no one has come down from heaven but he who is from god it. That's it. We can see this God. It's no more God that appears like smoke on the mountain or thunders that thunders. People can have. I mean, Jesus went everywhere you are going today. He was hungry. He traveled. He was tired. So for us to so have that dimension of the divinity in humanity. So he came to fulfill that mission, to reveal who this God is to us is a god of law that's why i mean that dimension john was able to capture it for us in the book of john in the book of revelation we can see that dimension and he was able to write something that is useful to us today i mean i love that scripture first john 4 7 and 8 he said for god whoever does not love does not know god for god is love paul writing later he was talking about the nature of this law. Is patient, is kind. And then the redemption mission, which is the cocoa, to redeem man out of Satan's power and dominion. In Ephesians chapter 1, you can check it when you get home. From Paul's opening letter, verses 1 to 7, it's just there. Colossians 1:12 to 13, is also there. He redeemed us. He conveyed us from the power of darkness. and translated us or transported us into the kingdom of the dear son of his love. In Ephesians chapter 2, also verses 1 to 3, you can read all these things when you get home. He said, said, you as he quickened, we were dead in our trespasses, but he made us to be alive. And we can see where we are seated today. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Far above. Far above sickness. Far above sin. Far above poverty. And we can enjoy life today. So Christ redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. Say with me tonight, Christ, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the Lord as he hung. On that shameful cross. All that is worse. Is contained in the curse. And Jesus. Has set me free. I am no longer under the cross. I am not under any cause. Jesus has set me free. For sickness. I have health. For sin. I have righteousness. For poverty, I have wealth. Today, I have health. Jesus completely ransomed me. I have wealth today. I have righteousness today. I have have health and healing today. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6. We're living on a better covenant. In a better covenant. And the New Testament is a system of truth, full of life and the power of God. He said, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry. That's talking about Jesus. Inasmuch as he's also mediator of a better covenant. Can I have an amen tonight? Amen. Please. As you go home, God wants you well. That's our topic. God wants me well. That's our topic. And he wish above all things that I prosper and be in health, even as my soul prospers. So we are the healed of the Lord, bringing healing to the sick. We need to be persuaded with this truth. We need to be, we need to be, we need to be persuaded that it is God's will for us to be healthy. We need to be persuaded that it is God's will for us to heal the sick. Anywhere you read it in the Bible, in any scripture, Satan is full of bondage. Satan is the oppressor. Jesus is the healer. Satan wants to inflict people's body with sickness. And you know, I love what Psalm 103 says, verses 1 and 2, which is our position today, if you ask me. He said, bless the Lord. So, we need to give thanksgiving for what he has done for us. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Let's look at that benefit in verse 3. He said, he forgives all our iniquities. Then he heals. So, the same work of redemption has brought us where we are today. What he has done for us, he has redeemed our lives from destruction. He crowned us with his loving kindness and tender mercy. So God forgives and he heals at the same time. In Jeremiah 33 verse 6, which was also quoted earlier on. Jeremiah 33 verse 6. We can, it said, Behold, I will bring you health and healing. Can I have an amen tonight? He said, I will heal them and reveal to them the abundance of peace and truth. These are even Old Testament saints. In Isaiah 30, is it thirty-three? None of the inhabitants of Zion shall say, I am sick. So Jesus is our healer. Praise. Don't ever be disturbed by any symptoms. Your confidence is in the word of God. Can I have an amen tonight? And I push a poser to you as we close. Do you know that the same way eh, you believe that you got saved is the same way you must believe that you are healed? I want you to wrap your mind around it. It's very easy to, if I ask tonight, and take a set source How many people believe that they are saved here? Every hand will probably go home. Yeah, in fact, the youngest of the youngest among us is already, his his hand is up Because there is an assurance within you that you are saved. And how do you know? You have confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You believe in your heart that the sacrifice on the cross works. It's the same way. But if I say how many people believe that they are healed, a lot of the time what our mind goes to are the symptoms. No, it's the same way we believe that we are saved. Should be the same way we believe that we are walking in health and healing. Can I have an amen tonight? Amen. Can I have an amen tonight? Amen. You know, when people say, oh, I am healed, oh, uh, where well, symptoms are there, what our mind quickly goes to are the frame of reference, which is MD Online. Yeah. There is an MD online. Uh, a Web MD. a uh, lump at the middle of my finger. And you type it in. And then loads of information. But we need to take the, our own reference again from the word of God. There may be a lump, but the grass withers. The flower fades. So I will continue to build my passion in the Word of God until one day that thing drops off. And I've had testimony along that line. People are looking for those things they didn't know when it dropped off. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I I mean, I have a friend who has, there's this thing that forms, they call it gangrene or whatever, medically. It forms like lump. And then he just slept one day. I mean, he was, of course, talking to it. Your body hears your voice. Can I have an amen? So you can lay your hands on yourself, start talking to it. He just woke up one morning. In fact, he he said he didn't know until his wife pointed his attention. Ah, stretch. Is this thing on your left or your right? They can't find it anymore. Praise God. Somebody say where did he go to? When did you get to heaven? Ask him. You know, I said some weeks ago, whether... They open somebody up. The same devil that the doctors are trying to fight to make people healthy is the same devil that God's world is fighting. Yeah. So whether they open somebody up or the thing vanish supernaturally, as long as that person is healthy. Because God says, I wish above all things that you be in health. You prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers." So the same way we believe and God save is the same way we should believe and get healed. Amen? Amen. Or live in health. Let me put it that way. It's the same way. The same way. As we close tonight, please take note of these four things. Number one, it is God's will to heal. It has been paid for. It is God's will paid for. We read it from Isaiah. It has been paid for. Number two, it is God's will to heal now. There are two different things. One, is being been paid for. It's, we have a legal right to access it. It is God's will to heal now. In other words, when you require it for yourself, it becomes vital. When you require it for other people, it's become vital. So it is God's will to heal right now. It is God's will to heal, it's been paid for, it's His will. Secondly, it is God's will to heal now, to heal today. You hear people believing in wrong things. They said there is no Holy Ghost since the last apostle, Holy Ghost has ceased. If you believe that, you will not believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit with an initial evidence of speaking in other tongue. If you say, oh, miracles and signs and wonder, seize when the last apostle died. If, if, that's, if that's, anyone believes in that wrong idea, you will never see God walking with them, confirming his world with signs following. You will never see in your ministry. You can still go to heaven. I mean, you have accepted Jesus, but you will never see tangible healing. Not to now talk about tangible healing flowing through your head. And I have an amen tonight. How many of us believe that we are anointed as we are seated here to heal the sick? Yeah, your hand is the hand of Jesus in our day. So, God's will to heal now. Now, today. Number three, we must believe to receive. That's, that's the thing about the health and healing. You must believe forever to, for you to receive. And enjoy the benefits. The same way, if you are getting to pray for someone, you must get them to believe that Jesus paid this price. That's the only way they can receive. Believe to receive so that they become partakers of this blessing. And lastly, tonight, we can receive now. We can receive now. It's just like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. A lot of people still believe they have to tarry. Just because that word, the first mention. People had to wait in a particular place. The false experience. But ever since then, whether hands are laid upon you, whether in your bathroom, if you believe, you receive. The day you believe, you receive now. In those days, people tarry for days. They call it Holy Ghost Tarry Moment. You can receive now. I thought that that was witnessing to Holy Ghost Tarry Moment. <laughs> Let's close tonight. Praise the Lord. How we stand. Let's just go across this room. Lay hands on people. I don't know what it is. Just lay your hands on people. If you are a believer, whatever it is, whatever needs in their life, let's just pray for one another. The Bible says, pray for one another that we may be healed. If you are online, just pray for yourself. Pray for people around you. They may not be sick, but just pray generally. God's desire, He wants us well. They May not be sick physically, but it may be in their emotions, it may be in their in their day to day, it may be their finances also, it may be their the, whatever it is. God wants us well. Can you just go ahead and pray for someone tonight? He said, None of the inhabitants of Zion shall say, I am sick, because God has forgiven our iniquity. Isaiah 3:24. So pray for yourself, pray for people around you, pray for your finances. Pray, yes Lord, whether they are animate or inanimate uh, objects, you can pray. That car can come back to life, that gas cooker can come back to life, that appliance can come back to life. I mean, God is interested in things walking around us. You are a carrier of His life. You can just, you can just dispense that life tonight. It may be to anything. Just pray, pray. Pray if you have the Holy Spirit with an initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. Lay hands on people and just pray generally for her. He said, Pray for one another that ye may be healed. Father, we say thank you tonight. Thank you for the entrance of your word that has given us understanding in this place. Thank you because your word, your will is for us to be well you want us well God you want us well and we thank you because Lord it's in the redemption so we have access to it and you are healing your people now yes Lord we believe to receive tonight and we thank you because we receive now in the name of the Lord Jesus everyone who is online you are sick in your body We rebuild that sickness to go in the name of the Lord Jesus Sickness in your blood vessel, sickness in your in any organ of your body, receive the life of God, receive the life of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because your desire is for us not only to get healing but to live in health. And we give you praise for it. Can we lift up our hands and just thank him tonight? Thank you for the awesome thing that he has done. We may not know the specific, but God is a God of miracles. He knows and meets each one at the point of their need. He is a balm of Gilead. The diseases, in whatever form or fashion of these people, are healed tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for healing in that family. The heart of the children is being reconciled back to their parents. Thank you for family healing. Thank you for family healing. Family healing tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we give you praise. Let's lift up our hands one more time and give him praise. Give him glory. Give him praise. Give him glory. Father, we say thank Lord, you thank tonight. You Jesus.
0: This message is brought to you by the Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2/3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthouseng.org. For more